When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from howstuffworks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at howstuffworks.com. And my name is Ben. I write some videos and hang out with Scott on this show. Fantastic. Fantastic. Easy as that. Now, Ben, I don't like to complain about, you know, this type of thing. That's true. You're a really nice guy. But um, I guess I want to find out some of your pet peeves today. Because I've got a few automotive pet peeves, and I, I... I hesitate to bring them up because I know it does sound like you're complaining or you're whining or whatever, but um, really there's some things that are bugging me Mm. and um, kind of short list, short list of things. I'm not going to read all of them, you know, verbatim to you, but um, I want to know, do you have things that bother you out there on the road too? Uh, Yeah, just tell me, what frosts your fanny, Ben Bullen? (coughs) Frosts, uh... (laughs) Scott, you look shocked I, when I say that. I, I appreciate your humor, but yeah. you need to realize you're opening a door that does not close. <laughs> do you really want to do this? Have you got some severe yes. road rage issues? Okay. Or yes. is this, uh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. And I have a list of uh, some some pet peeves that I've consulted with some of our colleagues here at Studio 1A. Ah. Um, and I think maybe, you know, this is, uh, you originally told me about this before we started uh, mm-hmm. any research on it. And... I thought this was a lot of fun, and I think a lot of people will agree with some of this stuff, even if a lot of our listeners are guilty, <laughs> as yeah. am I. So I'm going to go down here, and I'm going to tell you the ones that I'm guilty of, as I'm telling you. You know what? That's a good idea, and I'll, uh, I'll chime in with my Yeah, I, w- I want to be well. fair. I want to be fair. First okay. off, uh, one big one, and very common here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. not using turn signals. Mm-hmm. I use turn signals. I'm not a great driver, but I use turn signals. Um, and I find it offensive when other people don't. Hmm. Understood. Yeah. I use turn signals even in my own neighborhood. You use turn signals? I, you know? I use turn signals pulling into my own driveway. No, you don't. I truly do. Well, okay. You're yeah. No, that's, right. no that's, that's, good. That's, that's one, but I'm sure okay. that there's going to be a hundred others that I'm guilty of. Tailgaters. Guilty. I knew it. I <laughs> yeah. knew it. You only, the look of a gator. Only, uh, you know what? Uh, my wife thinks I'm guilty of it all the time. Really? Yeah. That drives me crazy, but I'm—I uh, I don't think I'm as guilty as she thinks, and mm. 
<laughs> and um, I also think that I do it maybe if I'm a little bit angered by the driver in front of me sometimes. And I've, I've, yeah. I've mentioned that on air before. That That's true. I will uh, – that's bad side of me, really. I'll yeah. follow a little too closely if I uh, – Yeah. Just a little bit of anger. That happens to me, but I'm more guilty of this next one, cutting off other drivers. Oh. I don't, I don't do it on purpose. So I hope not semis. What's that? No. You don't do semi uh, trucks or no, anything like no, that. No, no. I right? let okay. them pass. Oh, ah, good. Um, but, you know, being that we are in a high traffic area, uh, sometimes the, I feel that the only way I can get over is to cut someone off. Because mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll go into something actually that Jerry brought up just before we started recording. Um, but we'll go through the, more of this list. When people try to jump in line, there's a lot of construction in Atlanta, Scott. So when you see that orange sign that says construction, mm-hmm. right lane ends, 500 feet, that doesn't mean drive 498 feet <laughs> and then try to yeah. insert yourself into the I'm line. I'm mark this one off of my list because I have merging courtesy as one of mine. I'm marking it off right yeah, now. Okay. But you know what? On a side note, the, the signs don't usually start 500 feet ahead. They start two miles ahead. I know. And yes. someone will drive, you're right, to the last 10 feet mm-hmm. and then try to cram themselves in. And that's where all the trouble comes about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the merging courtesy is not there. And, so, and yeah, and a lot of times other people aren't going to let those drivers in. Yeah, because cause, they're mad because they waited in line. Right, yeah. right. And um, let's see, another one that I think people can agree with texting or using a cell phone while driving some states are making it illegal i think in DeKalb county which is uh, part of the atlanta metro area if you are in an accident while you're on your cell phone and they can prove it then you're the at-fault driver ah this this hits close to home yeah i suspect my wife was in a traffic accident just recently the car her car was rear-ended in traffic and um i i've got a suspicion that the driver was on uh, using text mm-hmm. uh at the time or texting um, just from what she told me about it and the speed to which this guy was going, it was stop and go traffic. Mm-hmm. And uh, he really crammed into the back of her car. Um, his car was undrivable. And the second he got out, he already had his phone in his hand. He was still going through pages. And I don't know if he just was, you know, instinct to grab the phone and do that. Right. Or if it was in his hand ahead of time. But it just seems like thinking it through logically that he wasn't paying attention. It's just not worth it. You so, know? I mean, I don't know. I just, I suspect it, but there's no yeah. way to prove something like that. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Uh, another one, uh, putting on makeup while driving. <laughs> yeah. That's or, right. or, and I have oh, seen this. Guilty. No, I'm kidding. I'm not, <laughs> not guilty. Re- reading yeah. while driving. Scott, oh. Having the newspaper uh, spread out over the steering wheel. Totally agree. I've seen this one before. I've seen novels. Mm-hmm. in people's hands and i don't understand how they can do it i love reading i have never done that mm-hmm. i will be honest with you i i don't have too much dignity i have pulled over at a gas station before because i wanted to finish what i was reading really when i left yeah and i thought i could make the whole trip then i thought no oh, what a bookworm yeah that's good that's, that's good for you though i mean uh, better than it. reading on the road Better than going slow in the fast lane, that's for sure. You like <laughs> you know, that segue? That's going to be that's going to be a popular one among uh, all listeners, I think, because yeah. everybody seems to get peeved at that mm-hmm. uh, using the left lane just to travel at normal speed. I mean, whatever that is, fifty-five, sixty-five. Right. Right. So you shouldn't yeah. be doing that. There's no. a other. There's a whole, usually there are two or three other lanes. Now, but my question is: Yes, is that just a passing lane, or is that just a lane for high-speed travel? The, the far, left lane. The far left lane. Because okay. some people see it as only a passing lane. Yeah, that's true. That's true because you're supposed to pass on the left or whatever. Correct, yeah. Um, well, passing on the right, I think, is wrong. But uh, <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, sometimes any port in a storm, you know? Sometimes. Um, I don't know, man. I always thought it was just a high-speed lane, and then you can 
you can if you'd rather not go high speed the entire time, but you want to go faster than the person in the next lane, mm -hmm. I think it's okay to use that lane to pass them. Because, but just because you don't want to go 55 doesn't mean you want to go 80. Yeah. You know? So I, I think there's a happy medium. Understood. Rubberneckers, though. Hmm. Guilty. Yeah. I love to look at accident scenes and uh, and fires and all kinds of things like that. I, I don't know what my problem is. Interesting trash I do, I, on the road. I, yeah, stuff like that. If I see uh, yeah. someone hit a bear, yeah, I'll look yeah. at that. Um, I don't know why I do. I'm a rubbernecker. What gets me is people will complain about it the entire time that we're waiting in traffic to mm -hmm. go past an accident yeah. and then also go 15 miles an hour. <laughs> and it's such a cycle yeah. of abuse of traffic because you, you think that, you know, um, sure. Well, there's that initial slowdown, and then that you know you know what that does. It just compounds all the way yeah, back. But, and it, you know, it could, that slowdown could be there all day. After 20 minutes in line, I've actually heard somebody <laughs> say, a friend of mine that I was riding with, I, I said, I thought you said you hate how everyone slows down to look at accents. And he said, it's been 20 minutes. I deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, how can you argue with it? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, Great so logic. Uh, then we also have people who flash lights and don't get a chance, don't give you a chance to get out of the way. Uh, distance at a red light, you know, when you somebody's already a red light and someone stops three or four car lengths away, mm -hmm. which especially in a crowded area where there's a traffic light at every block can, yeah. can actually mess up traffic. So you wait, you prefer that they get right on your rear bumper and, and stop? Not on my rear bumper, but or not on my front bumper either, obviously. Yeah. But, but uh, I, I'm going to be honest, that is one of our colleagues' pet peeves. It's not oh, mine. Okay. okay. I promise the anonymity, so I, see. I can't I'm, divulge see, my I'm sources. See, uh, I'm more in the corner of give, give everybody a little bit of space, and there's, the reason is that if somebody were to hit me from behind, right. then my car doesn't get damaged on the front and the back. Then yeah. um, I don't hit the car in front of me. See, and I, I understand that. That's why I give I give some space to my mm -hmm. my rule is that if I can't see a little bit of space between my car and their bottom back bumper, mm -hmm. then I'm probably too close. No, I do the same thing. I try to see if I can see their their tires. Yeah, that's and that see that's a easy little that's an easy little way to not be dangerous. Yeah. or chronically it's about eight annoying. or ten feet, yeah. something like that. Um, oversized cars, because we do live again in the city. <laughs> you know what? If you know how to uh, use a four-wheel drive vehicle, if you need to use a four-wheel drive vehicle, they are made for you, and it's great that you have one. If, however, you live uh, downtown, maybe around the neighborhood of, uh, well, I can't divulge Studio 1A's secret location, no. but, uh, you know, sometimes you don't need an Escalade, especially if you're trying to parallel park that bad boy. Yeah in a street with no parking you're better off with the peel 50 right and then some people tell me they're aggravated by tickets in the mail and then i'm going to get to my top two tickets in the mail yeah that's a good you know what yeah. that ties into one of mine but i i'll save it for a moment but uh the tickets in the mail thing just remember that because we have the red camera system here yes the red light camera system. yeah yeah it's gotten me a couple that's what you're talking about right? yeah okay yeah. uh okay so these are my two uh two of my absolute my number one and number two peeves, respectively. Okay, first, and this is going to sound silly, but hear me out, Scott. I think traffic signs are pessimistic. I think <laughs> one of the reasons people are in bad mood, because think about it. There are no real positive traffic signs. The nicest traffic sign we have in the English language says keep moving. And if you hmm. think about it, that's just kind of bossy. It is bossy. Yeah. You're right. But I feel like it, maybe it's it's sort of this survivalistic thing. Don't give up, Ben. So you're, Keep moving. So you see it as like uh, not just like a stop sign. It's like stop, Ben. Stop. 
Yeah, yeah, you like yeah. That? I feel you know, and dead end. Can you just say the road stops? Why are you I guess. messing with my head? Yeah, and then oh, there are all these wrong way signs everywhere. I know they need to be there, Scott, but would it kill the DOT to put a right way <laughs> sign up? You know? Yeah, I guess. Boy, you, I've never thought about that. Signs I, are pessimistic. I spend a lot of time in traffic, hmm. and okay. I can, and again, I don't read in the car, so I, I can only read the traffic signs. I guess you could read like neighborhood street signs, like Serenity Way and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Maple Hill Grove. Mm. And nice signs like that. Yeah. And then red light cell. This is one of my number one peeves. And Red light cell? I call it the red light cell. Okay. What is that? Like they're selling something. You're at a oh. red light, and then someone comes up to you, and they want money for something. It may be, <laughs> it may be donations um, for <laughs> a nonprofit. It may be for Little League. It may be for, you know. Um, what, dozen Roses. A, yeah, Dozen Roses. Right. It may be someone just asking for uh, some change because they're down on their luck. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. First off, it's it's unsafe. Secondly, it depends upon the pressure that people feel because most people have enough respect for another human being that they're not going to pretend you're invisible, especially when they're sitting there with just glass between you. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's that's probably my number one. Okay, got it. The red light cell. I've never heard it called that before. I made that term up. Very good. Very interesting. Now I've got, I've got a short list here. All right. And you know what? I'll just bring up the one that you had mentioned, the uh, the red light, uh, the tickets. I guess. Yeah, the tickets, tickets in the, the mail. mail. Now, we've got the red light system here, a red light uh, photo enforced system here. Yes. So what happens is they take a photo, you know, a half second before the light turns red, mm. when the light's red, and then a half second afterwards or something like that, right? Right. Um, and then they send you all three photos to prove that you were in the mm. intersection when the red light was red. Um the problem I've got with that is that it, it seems like anywhere else in the world that I've been driving um, where they don't have this, when you're making a left-hand turn, you're able to creep out into the intersection yeah, you and make the out. left turn. And there's usually about two or three cars are able to get through that light per cycle, even yes. if it's even if it's crowded, if it's if it's mm-hmm. rush hour. The problem with that system, I'm I'm completely gun shy of doing that because of that that red light system oh yeah even even one car passed it i, w- I won't even be the first car to do that because of that red light system i just don't want to be caught in the middle of the intersection when it turns red because they will get you they will and if you know if the other people coming you know head on your way mm-hmm. are you know i guess that they don't stop if they're going to try to go through the yellow light then you're stuck right in the middle of the intersection during a red light and you're left to make your turn after it's red mm-hmm. um so anywhere else be able to get two or three cars through here in atlanta it seems like uh, you can't even get one car through, and and a lot of people are like me, where they don't want to do that because they'll get caught. Mm-hmm. But then that makes the person behind you or two people behind you very mad that you didn't do that. That's true, but also but they I, would also get tickets. Yeah, but I feel like these systems are in place because they're necessary. Before there were more, before people knew their odds. Oh yeah, were dramatically increased their odds of getting caught rather. Uh, then they would just take red lights as sort of this suggestion. Well, it's a safety sort of this, issue. Hey, maybe you should stop. I understand. You know, and which is really the yellow lights job. Yeah, I get it. I know. Yeah. I know it's a safety issue, but it's yeah. still. And I see what you're saying because yeah, I, I lead out all the time. Yeah. Still haven't been nailed. I yeah. need to knock on wood. Well, that's good. Yeah. Good for you. What's next? I've got a couple here, and I'll just go through them quick because right. I know we're running short here. So um, how about this one? Unre- unrestrained kids in the backseat of a car or in the front seat where they're just kind of, you're on the highway, they're hopping over the seat. They're what is jumping around. That? Seems extremely dangerous. I mean, when I was a kid, I knew it was kind of common, mm. um, you know, sitting in the front seat with no seatbelt on, that mm-hmm. type of thing. But um, they're they're 
you know, laws for that now. And I don't see anybody really enforcing that. I don't, I, I mean, I know they are, mm-hmm. but um, I, I see it often enough that I think like, you know, where's police when you need them, you know, and you can see, I know yeah. they're there. They've got a busy thing, you know, they're, they're covering other more busy, uh, more important things maybe, mm-hmm. but um, it's important, I think, to keep the kids buckled in. <laughs> just, yeah. It just drives me crazy because I know something's going to happen someday mm-hmm. and that just makes me upset. Another one, dogs in the rear of a pickup truck. Unrestrained. Oh, in the, in I guess, the bed of the truck. In the bed of a truck, yeah. I yeah. see this on the highway. I see it. I mean, just kind of walking around. It's like, I know that dog's going <laughs> to jump out any second. Yeah, it better be a heavy dog. I, I know it. I see it all the time. <laughs> anyway, um, two or three more, and that's about it. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, cigarette butts out the window. Oh, People yeah. flipping cigarette butts oh, out the yeah. window. Have you, ever hit, have you ever been hit by a cigarette butt that's been flipped out of a window? No, I mean, your car. My windshield, right? yeah. Yeah, your windshield. Mm-hmm. And you see the scattering of sparks that yeah, happens after it, that? And if it, it's at night, it looks like a tracer bullet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've had that happen before, and there's this, uh, I don't know, unspoken fear that, you know, if it goes underneath the car, it's somehow going to get wedged in there and sure. start a fire. Or what if, what if you have your window down and you don't see a spark come in? Exactly. And then you get... You know, a burn mark in your in your backseat. Exactly, it's not it's not likely, but it it could happen. But anyways, that's one thing that bugs yeah. me: cigarette butts and when people flip yeah. them out at me, um, not at me, but just out of the vehicle. No, they know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one: people backing up on the off ramp. I see this all the time. I see this every day. I see somebody who has missed the off ramp, uh-huh. and they're backing up against traffic to get back to that ramp rather than going to the next exit and just turning around and coming back why? like why uh, like that? I would do. Why is that? I w- that's I, what I would do that. Would you? You would back up on the highway? No, I would go to the next ah, exit. Ah, yes. Very good. Very good. Because uh, it's extremely dangerous. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that, but I see it every single day on the highway. Wow. Um, of course, I have an entire highway trip home and back, mm. so or you know, here and back. Are we getting to the big one? Because oh. before we get to the big one, i got to put in uh, got, one that Jerry said. i got one more. Go ahead. Okay, because you got, you got the big one. Yeah. All right, we're going to save that one for a second. Uh Jerry and uh, you and I were talking before we started recording about just an underlying lack of common courtesy. Mm. Uh, something the way, you know, I'm going to misquote you, Jerry, uh, so don't get mad at me. Something about the way, there, there's some transformation that takes place when people hop in a car. Someone could be perfectly nice, you know, mm. when they're outside of their Chrysler. <laughs> but when they're inside, and I'm not singling Chrysler out, I'm just saying any kind of vehicle, when they're inside, there's something happening. You know, people don't walk the way that they drive. Yeah. Nobody has ever run up behind me, you know, with a flashlight, clicking it on and off and yelling <laughs> because I'm in line at the bank. I love that know? example. I, I, <laughs> I would love it if it actually did happen, you know. And it's so much easier to merge in a crowd at the mall yeah, than it sometimes. is. Sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. There is a, uh, a complete lack of courtesy that happens. Uh, not everybody. I mean, yeah, n- n- not all the time. And I'm guilty of this sometimes. That you know, if I, for whatever reason, in a bad mood or yeah, um, or you know, sometimes it's inadvert- inadvertent. Um, mm. You know, you don't realize that that car was next to you and the, mm. the, you know that they're merging. Right. And you catch them at the last second, and you feel terrible about it. You know, I should have backed off mm. or whatever. But um, most of the time, it's intentional. And then there's car discrimination. I used to be guilty of car, car discrimination. What's that? If someone has a car that is very, very nice and they're already kind of driving like a jerk, mm-hmm. if, if someone has a super nice car and they were not a good, a, a great driver, not necessarily a villainous driver, um, then I would 
I would relish the opportunity to n- not let them in. Oh, Ben. <laughs> and drive past ben, them. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's terrible. Dirty. I'm, I'm better dirty. now. I'm uh, better now. I've seen feel, the light. Okay. All right. It's, it's not like, their fault that they're doing it's good. It's like a confessional well. today. It, it kind of is. Oh, boy. But let's go to the big one. Well, I got I got two left, and that's yes, it. Yes, okay. This, this, one, this one gets me, and there's a variation of this one, too. I get my car washed, and mm-hmm. I'm on a two-lane road maybe. Invariably. There will be somebody that will have a trailer or something like that. They will go off the road with two wheels and throw dirt and rocks all over oh, my car. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but when my car is still damp from the car wash, <laughs> that's when this happens. And it, I get home and there's you know mud or, or just streaks of dirt and stuff mm-hmm. all over it. Happens every single time. I don't know why that is. It doesn't happen any other time, mm-hmm. uh, but it's always on the way home from the car wash. Weird. And a variation on that is if, um, if you're on the highway or, you know, traveling at 50 miles an hour or whatever, someone in front of you got a clean car again, clean windshield, everything is nice, you know, you're headed out, pick yeah. up a date, go wherever. Someone in front of you uses their uh, their windshield washer, and it more or less sprays over the top of their car and onto your car, speckles the whole vehicle, you know, this, what you were just polishing off of the car five minutes before that. I can. Does this you know, happen to you? What's interesting? It, it drives me it crazy. It has, but I don't think it hits me emotionally oh, the way that it bothers me so bad. Because really, yeah, because I've been to you know some of these quick change or quick oil change yeah. places, and and they put well, they one, put Rainex on. Well, one time they put almost like muddy water in the in the thing, and it was oh. awful. I had to flush it out, you know, at a, at a power wash, and then yeah. flush the system, and it was really a mess. I had to degrease it. And it was it was all really gross. I don't know what happened. Um, but stuff like that ends up on my windshield then mm-hmm. when I was being careful not to hit that, you know, cause I've got a nice clean car. Yeah. I try not to hit my windshield washer because, you know, it leaves the streaks and marks mm-hmm. and anyways, that really bugs me. Is that your number one? No, that's not my number one. Oh, okay. Good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that I mean? was, I thought whiny. that was anticlimactic. Do you see what I mean? This is whiny. Well, we're almost done, dude. I know. Okay. This is the last I think one. we're sticking up for the listeners because these people might be in traffic right now, Scott. We're doing this for them. This is my biggest pet peeve okay. on the road. And this this originated, <laughs> and this, I don't know if I say originated, but where I first heard this was in Chicago, probably in the mid-90s. Let's, Never heard it anywhere before, and now it's mm. everywhere in the U.S., apparently. Let's get a drum roll. I think this deserves a drum roll. People who honk the instant a light turns green. Oh, now, God. this happens to me all the time. I witnessed, I was a a pedestrian in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I heard this happening. I thought, what the heck's going on? Yeah. I didn't really realize what was going on. You know, the second it turned green, I heard a lot of honking. I thought, well, that's weird. But um, then it started to spread. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying Chicago is the birthplace of this or anything, but that's where <laughs> I heard it first. And now it's everywhere, and including here. And what gets me the most is that it's not just the second person in line thinking that the first person is asleep, you know, because it's the second that it turns. I mean, the instant it changes. Really? Sometimes this is a car that's six or seven cars back. Don't they realize that there's a, a process where the first car goes, the second car goes, the third car goes, etc., and it's kind of a chain, and you have to wait. It doesn't. It's not that the second the light turns green, all you 20 teleport. cars in lines, yeah. all tw- all 20 cars don't move simultaneously forward. Yeah. It doesn't work that way, and that drives me really? crazy. I've and heard it that. Makes, it makes me want to stay right where I am and pretend as if I was asleep or looking at doing something else, but I don't. You wouldn't. But that's one of those things that makes me go to instant anger. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't It just it grates on me. Yeah, it's kind of, it, I guess if we want to go with the walking versus driving analogy, yeah. it's like you're in a crowded elevator and the door opens and people start cursing at you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So this, this honking as soon as the light turns green, uh-huh. my number one 
and like I said, it's just it takes my blood pressure right through the roof instantly. I bet for some people though it feels for some people it feels really good to honk the horn. I like guess that. you know, I never ever touch my horn ever. I don't. Really? I, it, someone could be you know. They could slam on the brakes and skid yeah. right up to my front bumper and be staring at me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't honk the horn. I've been trying to incite my girlfriend to to be less stingy with the horn mm. because I will. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. She's a really nice person. Yeah. And I do my best to be a nice person. Yeah. But I don't I don't honk just because I'm angry. Um, I honk because I'm alerting people oh. to, to the fact that they are doing something stupid. <laughs> Which may cost us in terms of health and money. You're a you know, driving elitist. I may be. <laughs> I might just be. You know what? I am definitely, I, I just got over my driving prejudice with uh-huh. cars, you know, mm-hmm. so it's one step at a time. Yeah. But even I have never honked right when the light turns green. Oh, good. Because I understand you. what's going on. So everybody out there, keep that in mind. You're making someone in front of you very mad. Mm. And if it's Scott, you won't know because he I, won't honk the horn. Yeah, that's right. No, you know what? There have been times when people in front of me are probably reading a book or doing whatever he's yeah. talking about, texting. Mm-hmm. I won't honk the horn. I'll just – I'll wait. And I don't know why, but I just won't touch the horn. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe we need to get you a customized horn I mean, if I pull up to someone's house and I want to alert them that I'm there, you know, come on out and get yeah. in the car, I'll roll down the window and yell, hey, come on out. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're at the right house. No, yeah. I we should fix. Would, we should fix your uh, horn so that it plays Canyon Arrow. Nice. That would be good. Which is a Simpsons reference, and usually when we do a Simpsons reference, that means we're ready to call it a day, right? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so thanks for listening, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to our grapes. Yeah, uh, we we probably or we hopefully hit on a couple that you thought of, um, but if we missed one, especially if it's something that just drives you up the wall. Write us in, tell us about it, we'll tell everybody else. And as always, the email oh, address ben, is... Ben, Ben, Ben. I'm going to give them the email address, but what have you done? You've opened the floodgates. There's going to be a million emails. I told you the door There's doesn't a... close, oh, Scott. I okay. said it in the beginning. All right, go ahead and write us at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. Let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) 
You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 